Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Hi, Sam. Uh, it's Friday morning. We're going to do a mm. look ahead to some of the football that's coming up this weekend. But it's International Weekend. Boom. Oh, no. Yeah, afraid so. So the matches we've got to look forward to are going to be uh, random international ones, which I think is going to give me a golden opportunity to claw some points back on oh, you really? in the, the leaderboard. Yeah. Oh, you don't know fuck, fuck all. These have been chosen randomly by the random fixture generator, of course, the yellow glutinous blob that picks the fixtures. Yeah. And if you think you can tell me what's going to happen in Liechtenstein versus Greece on Saturday, then you're a better man than I am. Well, well, there you go. I thought for a moment you were trying to indicate that you knew more about international football than me. No, I'm just saying that we've got a random chance of getting results right. When okay. we know absolutely nothing about the games. Well, in involved. that case, what you're saying is you acknowledge that my lead in the in the predictions league normal is because of a superior knowledge of Premier League football than you or results spot. I'll grudgingly say it's because you've looked upon a system, you've chanced upon a system yeah. uh, that gives you some total kind of predicting. advantage. The total predicting. Yeah. system it gives you a bit of an advantage i don't know I'd, i'm not prepared to subscribe to your uh expensive webinar and your um your courses online that, that teach total prediction like, do you remember the bobby charlton soccer schools yeah like in the 80s yeah where they've took on a new light on, since then haven't they god well yeah in the evening he used to blind people while they slept in their dormitories yeah. but it's sort of like that. It's more that I don't blind people, but it's that kind of a vibe. What I do is, I, yeah, do you want to hear an amazing thing? And you're definitely going to agree it is amazing. Go on then. In the 80s, when I was just a lad, I went on a couple of football summer camps myself, but they weren't Bobby Charlton ones. They're... There was a like um, cheap uh, inferior uh, versions, were they? Well, it, there was there was a chain or whatever you call. It. There was a brand of summer camps, right? Yeah. And they had the funniest fucking name ever. And I bet you some cunters will have been on these or remember them at least. They were called Camp Beaumont. What? Which I remember my uncle Simon finding hilarious because I said I'm spending summer at Camp Beaumont, and he <laughs> thought it sounded like a gay butler. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Camp Beaumont right they were called Camp Beaumont wow I went on three and the first, and you could go on different ones right so yeah. some were for people who wanted outward bound activities some were for people who wanted to do fucking drama and I went fucking on fucking drama t- fucking drama I don't know why I'm saying spitting the words out like that because actually I was a keen it won't surprise you or many others know I was a keen dramatist. Keen thespian. Child I thespian. Was, I was a fucking really super keen child thespian. 
at all the school productions and all yeah. that. Anyway, that's a separate story. I went on the football ones in, I think, 1987 and 1988 it was. Do you know where, what they did was, all of these summer camps, what they did was they rented out schools for mm. the summer. And I, the football ones I went on were residential. You could do a day one residential. But I went away with two of my best mates uh, both years to the residential one. Yeah. Do you know where it was? Where was it? It was at Brentwood School in Essex. Right. Brentwood School in Essex is the private school that Frank Lampard attended oh, in town. it's all time. connected. It's all linked. Join the dots. Whoa. Join the dots. Join the dots. Right. I didn't know that time. It was Frank Lampard. I never heard of Frank Lampard Jr. I'd heard of Frank Lampard Sr. Um, and one of the reasons I think we chose it is because it was near... West Ham. It was West right. Ham territory. And as part of the package, you got to get a tour of a top flight football team. Wow. And we were all but promised during booking that that football team would be West Ham because they were the local club. Both years, it was fucking Wembley. <laughs> so during the booking, a nose was tapped and a wink was had and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We can't promise, but suffice to say... There's one be, ground that's like a 20-minute coach trip down the gonna road. You're going to get to meet Trevor Brookin. We're going to meet Trevor Brookin. No. No. We didn't go to West Ham. Either year, I was gutted. Anyway, this school, um, it was, you know, whatever. It was just, a, it was, I suppose it's what posh schools look like. We were unused to these kind of environments, but they had dormitories. Wow. That we kicked in with other lads, other football enthusiasts from around the country. Yeah. And you had to dorm with them. Some of them were from the north. Um, there was arguments. There was scraps. It was fucking brilliant fun. And you just played football every day. And they had FA-approved coaches. Right. I think, well, they said they were FA-approved. I don't fucking know. Uh, it was just basically... West back then, wasn't it? What, it? what it was was the more accurate theme for this thing. Because you had a brochure. And it would go like, you know, football holiday in Brentwood. You know, fucking mountain climbing in Wales. Right? What they should have said was, for all of them fighting holiday do you want to send your kids on fighting camp the fa because was, it, the fa approved it was actually the fighting association it was the fight it was just fucking a fighting camp because you just yeah. go there it wasn't like horrible or scary but it was just like a load of quite young lads from all over the country all with different accents and different attitudes wearing different little shirts thrown into these fucking dormitories <laughs> and you, you just all fucking have fights the whole time or just be cunts to each other but in a way that was sort of fun there was a kind of a Mutual respect in the country just because yeah. we knew it was fun. Pranking each other, chucking each other's clothes up on the roof, you yeah. know. It was a bit like... Throwing sc- buckets of water on each other. It was a bit like scum, but on a kind of a it was like level. Scum. It was like Harry Potter crossed the with scum. scum. Because the environment... <laughs> actually, it wasn't that posh, the school. But yeah. it, was po- it was posher than the schools that any of us went to. And it was like, you know, so it was a boarding school, but the attitude of the people who went to it on these football courses were that of inmates in scum. It's fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was I've, a lot of fighting and scrapping. Um, I've just anyway, done a it look. was Frank Lampard's it, school. Yeah. It's it's still a thing. Camp Beaumont is still a thing. Yeah. It's mostly London based. Camp Beaumont! But it's still a thing. And there seems to be different programmes you can sign up to. One's called Playtime, one's called Magic, <laughs> one's called Teen Club. <laughs> And the other one is called Mania. That's probably one you it, were in. It, 
it's fucking all mania. All of them. Because <laughs> it was all a rip-off. Anyway, they go, yeah, and we've got a special design course for them. And the people who ran it were just students, right? They were just students in their fucking gap year or in their summer yeah. holidays, right? So you'd be supervised by like 19, 20-year-olds who were just there, you know, in Richard. They were just there for shagging and getting pissed, yeah. right? And they were uh, they were a mixture of kind of completely inappropriate and irresponsible, like so swearing, talking about fucking stupid stuff to impress us, yeah. and just being a laugh. And then sometimes when it got to the evening and we wouldn't go to bed and switch our lights out in time because they wanted to go and start getting pissed and getting off each other, they'd be really, really mean and strict <laughs> and shout at us and scare us and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, one punched me. One punched me. <laughs> Because we were standing in the corridor and I rocked up and I remember I was wearing these shorts that I was quite proud of. I think, no, it was a top. It was a top that he, he deemed to be quite cool. I was quite proud of it. And he's this older lad and you think you're having banter with these older lads who are in charge of you. And he was Welsh. A lot of them were big sort of lads, you know. And he going, nice fucking top, that. He goes, can I buy it off you? And I went, yeah, all right. How much? And he went, 20 quid. And I went, fuck off. And he fucking punched me. <laughs> I mean, I do look back now and realise to have just said fuck off to him that casually was very cheeky. But I don't know, it just the atmosphere was it was it was a it was a bantery atmosphere, Andy. And I just thought I I just looked him up and down and just went, Fuck off and he fucking punched me so hard in the arm that I fell over. I think the punch was a bit disproportionate. All he did was say fuck off to let's face yeah, it, a I mean, student. It, he didn't he didn't punch me in the face. But right. he, I think he wanted me to know, look, listen, you know, yeah, we might be having fun, but don't forget there is a power dynamic here. Yeah. Right? And, and you need to show a certain amount of respect. So I was really upset. There was loads of stuff like that. In, mean, the third, in the third year, when it got to 1989, when I was about 14, there was a girl who, I, who was a mate and who I really fancied, right? And uh, she actually subsequently did become my girlfriend. But at this time, she wasn't yet my girlfriend, but I did really like her. And she said, you've been on a Camp Beaumont before, haven't you? And I went, yeah, been on the football one. She went, I'm going on, I don't know what it was. It was something like teen camp or something where you're supposed to do more teenage relevant things. Yeah. And she said, I'm going on one. It's in Wales in the Brecon Beacons. I'm going for a week in the summer. Why don't you come on it with me? I was like, fuck yes, right? <laughs> Fucking, I've been invited on holiday it's with a, a bird a dream who I fancy true. and I'm 14. So I've lobbied my mum, and she's. I said, you, you know, I'm more or less just levelled with her. I went, mum, look, this. I'm fucking obsessed with this gal, and I've got a chance of going to, to a Camp Beaumont in the Brecon Beacons with her for a week. You have got to find the fucking money. <laughs> so she does, God bless her. And I go off for the week, right, with this gal who I'd sort of had a crush on for ages, and we were in what people nowadays call the friend zone. Yeah. I now realise that. Well, this is a terrible story because do you know what happened? What we happened? got there and I thought, fucking, by the end of the week, nailed on, she's going to be my girlfriend and we'll have got off each other loads. I mean, yeah. if not, why has she fucking invited me? Why did she badger me and call me and say, Let, let's go on this Sunday? It's fucking nailed on. I thought, even I can't fuck this up. This is a nailed on. This is a sex getaway. This is right? not a romantic 14. field job, is it? It's all there. It's I was all thinking, there. This, you is, know this is the biggest open goal of all time. She has asked me and lobbied me to go to Wales. With her. I'm 14. I'm about to have my first sex holiday, right? With one of the <laughs> fittest girls in the school. Right? Second day in, there's a disco. 
she gets off with another bloke. <gasps> oh. Then, not only does she get off with him, they then announce that they're going out with each other, which was stupid because <clears throat> we were only there for a week. I have to act cool with it, right? Jesus. The bloke is all right. I get on all right with him, so I want to hate him, but I can't. And we sort of become a bit matey, right? And I have to spend the whole week with her. She's the only mate who I've rocked up there with. But she is sort of spending her time with this other bloke. And I'm like pretending to be cool with it. But the other lads are coming up to me in my dorm at night going, how do you feel about that girl you turned up with getting off with Aaron? I remember his name. It was Aaron. And I went, yeah, it's fine. He's a nice bloke. Must be quite weird for you. No, why? Well, you've turned up with her. She's got off another bloke. Yeah, that's fine. We're She's not friends. my girlfriend. We're just we're just friends. And they're just like, yeah, mate, prick. we might be 14, but we can see what's happened here. You've come <laughs> away thinking you're fucking nailed on. And Aaron's moved in on night two. <laughs> what? She And she was basically torturing me. Anyway, I put up with it, and I think a couple of nights I was close to tears in bed, if I'm oh, honest. Oh, sub. I was close to tears. I just wanted to go home. Yeah, of course. I spent the whole week just wishing that the week was over, and I wanted to go home. And then in the end, it was over, and I did go home. But then about a year later, when I was about 15, I started going out with her, because I needed closure. Yeah. But by that stage, the whole thing was sullied. But I had the opportunity. I went out for Frost. She was my you, first proper girlfriend, really. Did, but did you go out with her and then dump her out of spite? Revenge. No, well, that I tell you what, how that relationship ended is another story for another day. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> but if, anyway, it was a sad week. So those are my memories of Camp Beaumont uh, is to, is the working title of today's podcast. I don't know how we got onto it, but suffice to say, my older brothers and my uncle Simon and various other people ripped the shit out of me for spending my summers with Camp Beaumont. They well, fucking loved it. Are you spending summer? Are you summering with Camp Beaumont again, are you? <laughs> Fuck off. It's not even gay or anything. It's fucking football course. It's FA fucking approved. It's really good. And actually, we do loads of fighting there. Ooh, Sam's going off with Camp Beaumont again. Fuck off. Well, it's fucking tougher than any other days you go on. You do lots of fighting, eh? Lots of male-on-male physical contact, uh, is there? Wrestling, yeah. is it? Yeah. With Camp Beaumont. Yeah. <laughs> If um, if any other listeners have been punched at Camp Beaumont, do get in touch and we'll try and put together some kind of class action lawsuit against yeah, Camp Beaumont. I mean, honestly, it was run. It was a shit show. But Alternatively, it, if yeah. Camp Beaumont would like to get in touch with us and offer some kind of discount for listeners, we're up for that as well. We'll either sue them or what, take their money. I wouldn't mind getting involved as a supervisor at Camp Beaumont because it's a fun way to spend the summer. We could do a special podcast from there. Would that be weird? Yeah, it probably would be, actually. Yeah, they, but if they sponsor us, we'll do it. <laughs> Punch and we teenagers. might be prepared to run a podcasting course for kids <laughs> in the summer. You pay us a salary, and every day we just set up podcasting workshops for young kids. Because let's face it, the way things are it's the only way kids are going to be able to find any sort of employment. Doing podcasts. Doing podcasts, yeah. We, we'll we do, are we'll available. Do, Camp Beaumont Podcast Week. We are Brilliant. also available for doing any podcast workshops anywhere at any time because that seems Corporate like a very... ones. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do one for a big city-like banking firm like Goldman Sachs. Yeah, we'll go in and do a half-day telling them how to do podcasts and yeah. trousers 1,500 quid. Right. Sorry we can't be there, but there's been a problem on the trains. That's why we've had to call in on this conference call. Are you all there in the room? We'll be coming out of one of those black 
fucking conference call machines in the middle of the room. <laughs> Is everyone here? Right. Well, if, if you're not, it's your lookout. You shouldn't be late. Now, have you all got pens? We asked for everyone to be given a pen. Right. Start writing this down. SoundCloud. S O U N. Audacity. You can edit it on that, but it's best not to edit it. Just put it out raw. It'll seem more real. People will like it more. Don't fuck now, about. Now, do, do, do any of you remember Bagpuss? No? Well, look, you, you want to fucking catch up in YouTube because from our experience, that is fucking essential. <laughs> Dropping in any references from the past. Lots of swearing. All that People kind love of that. Try and put out five episodes a week if you can. Maybe rise it up to seven after a year. People fucking love it. <laughs> now, the thing is, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm getting the strong sense from all of you, right, that you're fucking boring and you've had boring lives, right? Now, that's <laughs> going to be a big problem because you've got to have things, stories to tell. You know, if, if you were just a bunch of miserable cunts, you know, spending your weeks crunching numbers and your weekends <laughs> playing golf, right? <laughs> then you're not going to have the stories. You need stuff about your mate shot out of a tree and that sort of carry-on. So I don't know, maybe you can make things up or what. Nick stories <laughs> off your more interesting mates. I don't know. And like I say, I haven't seen any of you. I'm just getting a vibe down the phone that by the way you talk, that you're boring cunts. Now, am I right? <laughs> yes. No yes, one answers. Yes, we're boring, yes. Final tip. Once you get enough listeners, get them to send stories in. You can just fucking read them out. You don't even need to do any work anymore. Peace and piss. I know we're being paid for a full day, but because of the change in plans and this being down the phone and that, we're cutting it short, right? It's about 11 o'clock now. Has anyone got any questions? No. All right, then. Well, that'll be us. ta Good luck with it all. <laughs> That's the kind of thing we're available for on the side. Yeah. If you'd yeah. like to employ Just us. get in touch. DM us on Twitter. Yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right, let's have, uh, let's have a look at some predictions, Sam. Yeah. International weekend coming up. Are you feeling in a prediction kind of mood? Uh, yeah, I am. You're going to have to be. Here we I'm go. always ready. I'm always ready. So, Saturday and Sunday fixtures, these are chosen from, randomly, of course, from the, the pink yep. blob. Um, first of all, Liechtenstein versus Greece. These are all uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers, I should add. They're not friendlies, they're proper matches. Yeah, Liechtenstein. I could Google how the group's looking, but I don't I'm think not they've gonna... started, have they? Have the group started? 
They're starting a bit late, aren't they? Shouldn't they have started in the autumn? Is it oh, not tied this in with that league. Nations League thing? Oh, my I God. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's impossible to work out, but either way, I'll go safe with this and say... Nil one to Greece. Nil one to Greece. I'm going to say two nil to Greece for that one. Results bot says one nil Liechtenstein. Uh, onwards. Sure about that. Spain versus Norway. I'll go first on this one. Go on then. Spain versus Norway. I think this is again going to be two nil to Spain. They'll do just enough to get the points. I'll say three nil. Oh, flamboyant. Well, I was going to say 2 0, but there's no point. I want to stretch my lead. Ooh, do this you know? Is what total, this is what total predicting is all about, mate. Okay. Having guts, having the balls to make mistakes, all just right. like Johan Cruyff. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of, North, of Johan Cruyff, onwards to Netherlands versus Germany, which is on Sunday. Oh, what I think. a game. Hmm. Well, this is a hard one to predict. I reckon this is going to be one all. Oh, that's what I've just written down as well. Mm. Bollocks. Okay. One you one. can't. You definitely can't afford to predict the same as me. I'm going to have to go somewhere else, and I'm going to have to go 2-1 Netherlands. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Kazakhstan versus Russia. <laughs> Interesting geopolitical fixture. Yeah. I'll be Ten honest. I thought, I thought Kazakhstan was made up. But no, that's Turkmenistan. See, that's the oh, middle yeah. one. Okay. Kazakhstan versus Russia. I'm going to say nil two. All right. I'm going to go uh, nil four. Weirdly. Finally, Cyprus versus Belgium. How shall I go first on this one? Yeah. Cyprus, Belgium. Um, I think three one to Belgium. I'm going to go. Uh, 3-0 to Belgium I mean obviously they could beat them 10-0 if they wanted but do they want why to why bother nah, exactly not worth it no they're not going to do it alright those predictions are now locked in um, in the last episode we complained about stream on stories not being stray enough for our liking because they weren't really stream yeah. from their own they were just getting locked so out. We didn't ask yeah. for locked out stories. Yeah. That's fucking. That's for Peter Crouch's podcast stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's that's a decent basic one. bitches. Yeah, he's a decent one from Mike in Kent. He says, uh, when I was about twenty, my mate and I went to a party in rural Kent. Everyone was camping in a field after the party. At about two a.m., we decided we wanted to go home and didn't fancy sleeping in a tent, so we decided to walk home. We didn't consider the fact it was a twenty-plus mile cross-country walk. If Google Maps had been in existence, we would have realised it would have taken us four hours. On our journey, we had to army crawl across the garden of a large house and hide in a bush when we saw lights turning on. We made it out of there alive. Army crawl. Good. Good. We crossed a railway line. About an hour into the walk, we crossed another railway line and soon found ourselves back at the party after having walked in a massive circle. (laughs) That's like Porridge the movie. Yeah. He might have just nicked it from Porridge the movie. He better not have same, Mike. Same plot device. This better be true. Um, <laughs> so he'd gone back uh, to to the party where everyone was camping in the field, and he says, instead of admitting defeat and staying the night, we set off again. <laughs> Ended up sleeping, cuddled up in a field, and getting bitten to shit by mosquitoes. I made it. We made it to a pub car park in the morning where I was sick on my soaking wet socks, and then called my mum for a lift home. Mm. I didn't enjoy my stray night. 
Good. You didn't enjoy the stray night, Mike, but it was a proper stray night. You're not supposed was, to enjoy a stray night, are you? If, if you've had to do an army crawl, then it's a stray night. Yeah. And if your destination is fucking four hours away on foot, that's a proper stray night. Stray night. Not fucking sleeping in your garage. So. Although you could argue, does a true stray man have a destination? Hmm. I would say, yeah. You, ultimately, you want to get home, don't you? Even if a you're true stray in. man's has an abstract destination, and that is simply comfort, shelter, probably wherever it may come. Yeah, I mean, he had a destination, but it was twenty mile away, so it was never going to be feasible. No. So it was, you know, good strong stray in there. You got anything there? Well, I just wanted to turn people's attention to a story they've probably seen earlier in the week about Patrice Evra. Um, being a bit scandalised because he filmed himself celebrating joyously after Manchester United's victory against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. And they are... Paris Saint-Germain have condemned it because it was offensive. It was was deemed to be homophobic. And uh, he was basically celebrating, mouthing off you know, he, he's he's a big character, as they say, Patrice Evra. He's got form for, like, he loves sharing social videos of himself just acting the dick. Yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes is very entertaining. But I think he crossed the line here uh, because he used a lot of homophobic hate speech, which right. neither you or I agree uh, with. Um, but there is one line which did <laughs> catch my eye. Right. And I... And I did. I don't know if I approved of it, but I'll. I'll it's something that I'll probably reuse. Uh, You'll this defend is it. to and the I, death I, his I, right to see it. I won't, Yeah, I'll. I'll. I'll ap- I won't. I apologise in advance for the homophobic hate speech, but I'm just using it in, to put this other, like this one line in context, right? So right. they've transcribed it in the Guardian. He was shouting on his phone after the game. Paris, you are some faggots. Some faggots. I'm telling you. We put our, we, meaning United, put our D team out and we did you. Some kids played. They used to clean my boots, right? Now listen to this. This is the key line. They don't even have sperm. (laughs) Paris, you are some pussies. (laughs) That is an amazing accusation to make about the likes of, what's his name? Scott McTominay? Yeah. And I can't the, remember the names the of as well. Chong. Yeah. Chong has He's no sperm. sperm but has no sperm. I don't know. I I just I would imagine they do have sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine they are fertile. Is Scott McTominay fertile? If you ask me to guess, just by looking at him, and by the way, this is quite a good idea for a Saturday night game show. <laughs> fertile or infertile, and you just have contestants. <laughs> Who's that kid who's always presenting things on ITV when Ant and Deck don't? He used to be a magician. You see a kid, but he's about 42 years of age. Stephen Mulhern. Yeah. Stephen Mulhern. Yeah. yeah. But he kid. looks like a child, doesn't he? Does, he yeah. Okay, so Steve, Stephen Mulhern, I'm a fan of his. Stephen Mulhern hosts Fertile or Infertile. Yeah. And you go, here we've got a, a lovely couple here from, where are you from? I'm from Not- they're from Nottingham. This is Bob and Sandra. Bob, Sandra, we're going to wheel out the next uh, young man. Uh, is he a young man or is he a boy? You don't know. You know nothing about him. I don't know his name. His name is Scott. Bring on Scott, please. Dim the lights. 
right heartbeat sound <laughs> now remember there is a cash prize of £200,000 waiting for you should you answer the following question correctly is Scott fertile or infertile to put it another way does he have sperm or doesn't he even have sperm <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to rush you. Do they get to see him, Bob? Yeah, they're looking at him. Right. You've got to, you've got to assess just yeah. on sight whether or not someone has sperm. Yeah. Okay. And they go, okay. Have you made up your mind? Yes, Stephen. We've we've made up our mind. Does he have sperm? We think he doesn't even have sperm. <sighs> okay. Can we now reveal, Scott? Do you have sperm? Yes. Yes, Stephen. I'm afraid, Bob and Sandra, I do have sperm. Oh, yes, and that's been and verified. Any, any, any visual evidence? The doctor comes on in a white coat yeah. holding a small plastic capsule yeah. with Scott McTominay's sperm in, and he says, we have checked this in the lab and cross-checked it with Scott McTominay's DNA, yeah. and this is his sperm. He has that sperm. That he went into this cup earlier. He is so fertile. I'm afraid... You won't be going back with the £200,000 cash prize, Bob and Sandra, but we hope you're going back with a whole lot of fantastic memories. <laughs> See you next time we are, on it's, Fertile or Infertile. It's been a fantastic day. Thanks for having us along. <laughs> Having said that, that sounds plausible, given that this Saturday night, BBC One starting a new thing with Paddy McGuinness, where the contestants mm. have to answer questions and then catch large balls that fall out of the ceiling. Right. So, you know, you anything know goes how- these days. People say that television, the television industry, is staffed by people who are, went to Oxbridge. And for mm. some reason, rather than becoming poets or government ministers mm. or spies or captains of industry, like all the other things that are available to you when you qualify from Oxford or Cambridge. They weren't they good instead enough to do those things. Think, think it would be, well, maybe, or maybe they just think, wouldn't it be a wheeze to go mm. into the, the business of the dreaded goggle box? Yeah. Right? And they go, yes, it would be, rather. I've got an uncle who did that, and he, he made a mint out of it. Doesn't sound like hard work, either. No, exactly. So they go into it, and then they start making programmes, but... The fatal flaw, or maybe not flaw, maybe it's an advantage, is that they treat the audience with utter contempt. Yes. And they assume, you know, like we've talked before about the Sky executives who go, yes, these people, these football <laughs> fans, these soccer fans, yeah. they treat it as if it's their religion, you see. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you see all those ads where blokes are watching football, but taking it much more seriously than any normal bloke takes football. Yeah. Jumping you know, they're always crying. Jumping in the or, air and Yeah, yeah, and everything's in goals. slow motion because the world stands still, right? And you know that's been made by a bunch <clears throat> of cunty ad folk who've never been to a football match, right? Yeah. And it's the same in TV. And you just sort of think, sometimes I think that's fair, sometimes it's not fair. I know some people who work in telly who aren't from that sort of background at all. But the fact that Paddy McGuinness is like their go-to for everything... Mm. Not that I've got a problem with him, but it does make you think that some executive somewhere has gone, well, of course, uh, we'll need Paddy McGuinness, because he's like them. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a bluff, king. gruff, northern imbecile with, with large, calloused hands. Yes. I believe he started out life as a bouncer. I saw a documentary about his life. Yes. I think yes. it was. He was a nightclub bouncer. Yes. A, a street, working men's a club bouncer. A common street brawler. 
He, he tends uh, just to... like you used to see in those Albert Finney films from the 1950s. Mm. He does Saturday it. night and Sunday morning. He does captivating things with his vowels sometimes. I yes. can't really get a grip on what he's saying. He's elusive. And, and that's why they have to have him on everything, don't they, yeah. on ITV. They have and to not, have him, and him or Mulhern. And not say us. Yeah, do you know what, actually, this is bollocks what I'm saying, because they, they have Mulhern and they have Ant and Deck. And Ant and Deck really are every men, aren't they? Well, I mean, you know, what I guess one so. of them's on. One of them <laughs> is on the piss the whole time, isn't he? Like most yeah. blokes are. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Ant and Deck are all right. You're funny about them because they're Geordies. No, probably. I'm not funny about. It. I like I think Ant and Deck are brilliant. But um, yeah. Yeah. so basically, what I'm saying is just a load of silly old bollocks. <clears throat> for ignore right, everything enough. that I've said. But I do okay. sometimes think these shows are so stupid, they must be able to think of something better, but who knows what the reasons are. Commercial pressures, probably. Probably. They should all do podcasts mm. instead. Anyway, right. they don't even have sperm. That's my line of the week. We'll pitch that to Channel 5. You don't even have sperm! <laughs> Imagine. He might have got that from... Remember when Roy Keane did his rant when he sort of more or less walked out on United and he turned <laughs> yeah. on all of his teammates? I don't know if everyone yeah. was there then. And I don't know what you're talking about, Patrick. You haven't even got sperm by the looks of you. Everett's gone, oh, I like that. I am writing that down for future reference. I will reference. make a note of that. And when I am a senior pro, it is an accusation I will use to belittle the younger, <laughs> the younger players. <laughs> you haven't even got sperm. Oh, God. How, how, do you, how do you know? Have you got sperm? Don't you worry about me. I got plenty of sperm. <laughs> Don't make me prove it to you, because I'll do it right here in front of a lot of you. <laughs> Be the last thing you'll ever see me do. In a United shirt. <laughs> and Salix, you can sit there rolling your eyes, okay? But you know for a fact that I've got sperm, <laughs> right? And and, I'll, and I don't think that you're sat here in the room, a knight of the realm is going to stop me proving to every man Jack he is that there's sperm right here in Okino's ball bag. I'm from Cork. This is what I do. <laughs> uh, okay, all- let's have a sperm off. Everyone. Everyone, you too, Rio. All of yous. Get your winkies out right now. Let's see who's got sperm and who hasn't. And then we'll settle it once and for all. <laughs> at, at the security guards exit Roy Keane from Old Trafford forever. Yeah. Right, that's all we've got time for, Sam. Fair um, enough, mate. Do you, some, do you want some news without news before we go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. NASA issues space herpes warning as virus reactivates in astronauts. Uh, Ten. I was going to say you delayed that. I can't believe you weren't given an automatic 10 for space herpes. Space herpes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great, great title for a film. Onwards. Or a band. Glasgow siege man tells armed police he wants a bag of cans and Brendan Rogers back. 10. (laughs) Finally, going for the full house here. Could we go for three tens? Nashville man accused of crashing into Paul blames imaginary friend. <laughs> Nine. Oh, you fucker! Sorry, it's not quite as good as the others because it. I feel like you know I've heard this sort of thing before. But that's so close to talking about running over a ghost that we talked about the other day. Not the same, no. You've Ghosts given it a are better. Nine. Imaginary friends are commonplace. Oh. Ghosts less so. I think that's a new category as well. Imaginary friends you had as a child. Tell us all about yeah. your imaginary friends. My son reckons he's got one at the moment, but I think he's just doing it for attention. He yeah, reckons well, his name's Frank. But right. I'll do some more digging on it for the next episode yeah, if you want. Yeah. 
<laughs> scripts you've got into with your imaginary friends. Yeah. Right. And things that you've, the, the biggest things you've blamed an imaginary friend for. <laughs> so like a kid might say, I didn't eat the biscuits, you know, Malcolm did, or whatever yeah. the name of your imaginary yeah. friend is. But has anyone more than running out, running into a pole, someone's like robbed a bank. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or committed like a huge fraud against a bank. And then have said, it's my imaginary as a, friend, uh, as a child. Peter Pocket. It's Peter Pocket's fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, that's it for now. We'll be back on Monday morning. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening as ever. Ta-da. Yeah, bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.